0: The first of the three, the first of the three, the first of haba Yisrael. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to another episode of Shalom with Rishm Today is the fifth day in our quest to learning all about the holiday of Pesach. We're going to start now. Today is going to be a very good episode if you are a botanist, if you're interested in nature. And these are the are the Yirakos, or the greeneries, that you're able to fulfill your obligation for maror. Interestingly enough, Mar is actually a commandment from the Torah. Uh, a, lot, a lot of people just think it's a minhag in order to remember the the how how bitter the, the work in the was. But really, maror was recorded to have actually uh, to be commanded from the Torah. Um, however, it's not really referencing the, the Mara that we that we eat because it was really saying you should eat Mara with the carbon Pesach, however it was a rabbinical degree, that you should eat it by the Seder also. And so these are them. with lettuce, um, an in, interestingly, one would say lettuce. Like, lettuce tastes fine. I have it all the time. So so explains, explains the Gemara. Although lettuce um, generally does not have a bitter taste, it's considered a bitter herb when it is left in the ground for too long and the leaves become tough and bitter. So you have to use a specific kind of lettuce. There, there are many of those. uva, uva olsin, and also these things called endives. What is an endive? It's actually a real thing. You know, when preparing for the shir, I googled it. And an endive is a leaf vegetable belonging to the genus Chicorium. Which has sim- se- several similar bitter leafed vegetables. In my opinion, it looks like uh, it looks like a-, a cross between hearts of palm and lettuce. And it actually part of the endive family. It's called radicchio, which is something that, that fancy people uh, love to use. It's like this bitter herb that people put in their salads. So that's what endive is. Again, it's bitter. Uva tamacha, and also horseradish, which is from the Tosfosiantov. That's how he translates um, tamacha. Uv, uva 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 and also some sort of thorny pr- plant that is that is that is bitter uva mar, and then mara obviously but mara more specifically means some type of coriander that's like specifically bitter. Yotin ben You fulfill your obligations um, using these using these vegetables, whether they're dry or whether they're wet. With some ex- with some exception, which is that if they're dry, if these vegetables are dried out. You can only use the bitter part. I mean, I'm sorry. You can only obviously you can only use the the stock because apparently even when the stock is dry, it's also bitter and and if if you dry out the leaves, apparently the, the leaves aren't as bitter, and so you're not able to use it. However, you're not able to you're not able to pickle it. You're not and you're not able to to, to stew it. Um, or you're not even to cook it at all, and the reason for this is because that removes a lot of the bitter flavor, and we want to remain, we want to keep some of the bitter flavor. We start with the kazais, and they have to combine up in order to make a kazais, in order to make an olive measurement. That's how much you have to eat in order to fulfill your obligation. And we learn out that a similar thing is taught with matzah, that you also have to have a kazais of matzah. And you can fulfill the obligation with their stocks. Um, again, given, given that, the, that their stocks... Uh, you would you would, when they're dry. Those are three things that we learned in yesterday's share. Again, if you don't know what I'm talking about, make sure you go to the back. But these three things that that it's that is permitted, like we said, is permitted to eat when it comes to matzah, same thing when it comes to Mara. Next Mishnah. and the aval You're not able to soak bran and give it to chickens um Really, you're just able to shock it in hot water. So, what exactly is bran? One might ask. Um, yeah, everyone always throws the word bran around, but what does it actually mean? So Bran, at least according uh, to to the dictionary, is pieces of of grain husk separated from flour after milling. So it's part of the husk. Um, and apparently, th- this talks about things that you're not able to do. I have to give this a little bit of background. Um, this Mishnah talks about things that you're not that you're not able to do because it'll cause something to become chametz. So apparently, if you combine flour and water, it becomes chametz that's that's not really exactly rocket science but if you combine brand combine if you combine this this type of um this type of product and you soak it with water in order to give the chicken so it gets softened it'll become chametz you can't do that but whatever you can you're able to to blast it in hot water and what's the reason for this we learn out a very important halacha from the mishnah bruh the hot water cooks the grain and once the grain is cooked it can never become chametz however as the mishnah bruh there so so it would seem there that you're able to just blast with hot water because once something's already cooked um reb Sobolevsky uh speaks speaks at fresh one of the rosh yeshiva at yu speaks at, at fresh where i go to where I go to school he speaks every he speaks um every friday and we were talking about on we were talking about on, on shabbos that there's certain things that once they get cooked to a level there's nothing that you can do that's that's bishel on shabbos because you can't really cook it much more so this is a similar thing once once flour is once once on um, flour is already cooked you can't really you can't make it because chametz, cause chametz is, a, is another step in the food preparation process however explains the missioner he uh, unfortunately he bursts our bubble and he says nowadays we do not permit the scalding of grain on um on on Pesach for the fear that one will that one will use the water water that is not heated sufficiently as then you probably have to heat it to a very specific temperature in order for it to in order for it to, to not create chametz and we're afraid that if we use this this there, people will it's a reasonable concern that people will not heat it to the proper temperature. Um, it's, person shouldn't rub herself. Apparently, I don't know why anyone would do this, but they used to rub themselves with pieces of grain while they were like showering or taking a bath. But you're not able to do this, obviously, because it'll combine with the water. Uh, well, however, if she's just rubbing it on herself, not in the bath and not in the shower, she can rub it on herself. Again, doesn't sound like a pleasant experience, but. It, it doesn't make it chametz. A um, person shouldn't chew some, a person shouldn't chew wheat kernels and then put it on his wound in order to heal. Apparently, again, people did that. I don't know why. Because his saliva would turn it into chametz, because his saliva would combine with the bread. Last mishnah: kemach um chardal. You're not able to to put flour inside of charoses. Charoses, like that sweet thing that you're, that your sfta makes? No, not that. Charoses apparently is is uh is some sort of vinegar and, and water and water mixture. Um, at least explained by Ravadi Bartanura Tanura and. And uh, when you would, when you would combine it with flour, the water from the water from from this chavosas would would turn into chamez. Same thing with chard, with chardal. The the, the, the there's there's water and mustard. So if you mix flour and mustard, there there will naturally it will make chamez. Vim vim nassan. And if you did do this, if you did put it in mustard, um, ya You should you should eat it. You should eat it immediately before it becomes chamez. However, the mayor disagrees. Rabbi mayor oser. mayor says that that just like just like mustard, even though it has less water. Again, the first time was of the opinion that since mustard has less water than this charosis mixture, chametz won't become... I'm um, sorry, uh, this flour won't become chametz immediately because mustard doesn't have that much water. So so the first Tana said, the solution is you just... Start. You just start eating it before it has a chance to, to react and do the whole chemical process. However, Rabbi Mayer says that that also mustard um does this chemical process very quickly, so you shouldn't eat it. Um, and you're not you're not able to eat it to eat it um to eat it immediately. And Mavashlin as a pesach. We're not going to talk for a little bit about korban pesach. Just for some background, the korban pesach is only able to be roasted. It's not able to be boiled. I always joke around that the Torah is like watching out for our taste buds because if anyone's ever had boiled uh boiled meat boiled um. Chicken breast, um, one of the worst experiences you can have. Uh, boiled, boiled chicken is, is pretty bad. So, so Baruch Hashem, the Torah's got some got some good taste. We roast our meat, but because of that. Um, when you um, you're not able to cook the cook the cook the korban Pesach, you're not able to to boil it in, in some sort of liquids or like for example like wine or or you're not able to boil it in fruit juice. However, you are able to like for example make a glaze and put it on top of the meat afterwards. um And the last part is we're not we're talking about chametz is that if somebody um if the water that's that's used by a baker in order to cool his hands while making matzah has to be poured out. Because there's some little bits of, of dough that comes off his hands into the water, they'll become chametz by reacting to the water. So we we solve this um by yash, by, by by uh, dumping them off into the into the ground and and not letting it become chametz. And I hope that you're excited because now one day closer to the holiday of Pesach. Have a wonderful day.